I know it's weird. It's fine. Luckily, you didn't want a normal pastor, hey? <laughs> I, I can become one wear a tie. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I can become that pastor, but it's just not me. That's just so fake. Well, I just want to go through the announcements, why they are taking up the offering. We're just throwing the service upside down. That's not me. It's the Lord. I'm just trying to be obedient. Baby church, um, up to the ages of 10, you're welcome to go down there. Um, first-time visitors. Any first-time visitors yet? Okay. Don't make it the last time, I know. <laughs> um, we have communion every Wednesday night from 6 p.m. on. Men's breakfast. I see there are three names on the men's breakfast. Okay, so it's very easy. Are we going to come to the men's breakfast or must we scrap it? It's no hair off my back. I'm not feeling offended. If it's not working for you guys, then, you know, why flog a dead horse? Right? Um, so if you're interested, please fill in in the back. Um, if we don't have, let's say, 10 names down by the 5th, then we're going to can it. It's easy as that. Um, and that's not a everything. It's just it's a time and effort thing. No, it's okay. Good. Uh, birthdays. Any birthdays this last week? Anyone that had a birthday this last week? No birthdays? Anniversary. Wedding anniversaries? Not dating anniversaries. Okay, wedding anniversaries. <laughs> Thomas? Why you don't put up your hand? Now we're going to have to make an example of you. Please come here. <laughs> uh, we're going to do the panarotis. We'll put you on the chair. How old are you now? 13. 13. All right. Put your, put your hands up. Just, let's, let's bless this young man. Father, thank you for Thomas. Lord, he's such an athlete. He's such a character and personality. Thank you for this young man, Lord, and the way you've made him and shaped him and your plans for him, Lord. And we just want to celebrate his birthday. And Father, we pray to you bless him. Let's come and bless him. We call him into manliness. We call him out of childhood, out of being childlike. And we're calling him to manhood because that's where he is now, Lord. Your blessing upon him in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right, no anniversaries. Lights in the forest. So we're going to start working on lights in the forest. It's our Christmas project for the end of the year. We're going to light up the forest here. If you don't want to do a cubicle by yourself, but you want to join, there's some names there, like the 10 families that said they were willing to take... Um, ownership of one of the boxes maybe you want to assist them maybe you want to join them please just speak to that family and let them know about that okay fantastic guys we've got a theme right through the year it's each one bring one each person bring somebody to church each one bring one um well, let me let me turn to today's message today's message is let's read this scripture together in matthew 13 if you've got a bible we got a Bible. We have to be responsible, children of God, and bring our Bibles. Just, I like how Peter says, he says it. Bring a Bible or sit next to a Christian. <laughs> you know, just bring your Bible. You know, it, it, it's such a testimony. If you have your Bible, you can actually open it and know where the book of Matthew is. It's a testimony to the person next to you that that person actually is interested in their word, in the word. All right. So I'm going to read to you from Matthew 13, verse 53. 
Now it came to pass when Jesus had finished these parables, and this is what we've done the last couple of weeks, that he departed from there. When he had come to his own country, amongst his own people, just look around you, you are now amongst your own people, your own country. When he had come to that place, he taught them in the synagogue so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get the wisdom and these mighty works? The first thing I want you to notice is the title that they give him there is man. Just where did this man? It's actually a form of disdain. Where did this man get it? Okay. Is this not the carpenter's son? His dad's only a carpenter. Can you see the disdain? Can you see that there's no honor there? Is, is it not his mother called Mary? When they say that, is that, is that not Mary that got pregnant outside of marriage? That's what they're saying. There's a disdain, there's a dishonor completely. And his brothers, James and Joseph, Simon and Judas, that's not Judas that betrayed him, that's Jude at the end of the Bible, the second last book, that's also Jesus' brother. See, they're saying, isn't this the son of Joseph and Mary, their illegitimate child? And these are these brothers. Aren't these? He's just common. He's just a common person. He's a common man. He's got brothers and sisters, common, everyday person. And his sisters, are they not all with us? There's nothing special about his siblings. They're just, yeah, they're just with us. When they did... Where did this man get all these things? Where did he get the authority to speak from the Word of God? The normal person. Where did he get the authority? We know him. You know, we played together when we were kids. We went fishing together. We bunked school together. I don't think Jesus bunked school, but it's just an example. So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to him, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. Now he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. What was their unbelief? Their unbelief is this is just a man. He's just a common guy. You see, easily we can look down on these people. And say, you, just, you didn't know what was going on. But how many times do we not make Jesus common? Now, I'm not out here to give you a whipping. Please never, never hear that from my heart. I like to give practical examples so that we can look into the mirror and see if I am not in the same category. All right? Do we honor Jesus? Do you, in your heart of hearts, have you got reverence for Jesus? Do you really honor him as God, or is he just another man? Well, easy example. Have you got your Bible? Because this is Jesus in print. Let's face one another. Let's just... I'm not giving a whipping. Sometimes I'm also guilty of that. Displace my Bible. This is Jesus in print. If I've got honor for Jesus, I've got honor for the Word. And the Word became flesh and dwelled amongst us. The Word, the Word, the Word. Do you honor Jesus? Where's your Bible? 
Easy. Oh, no, it's just another book. Now, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking today about the reward for your faith lies in honor. The reward for your faith lies in honor. I had a conversation with somebody um, and said, you know, I've prayed for people and they don't get healed. I've been in that place. You just prayed for people and they never got healed. All right? So would you want the, do you want the reward for your faith? Who's, who's believed God for something and it just doesn't, hasn't happened? We are there. We all of us are in that same boat. So that means all of us lack in honor. And that's not a nice thing, but it, we don't want to put it in a negative. We want to put it in a positive. What can I do? What can I adjust? What can I, how can I be calibrated that I can get the reward for my faith? Now, you would think there's no reward for faith, but there is. God is a rewarder of those that seek him. Doesn't the word say that? Those that come to him, God rewards them. You see, right here at the end, he is praying and he's saying that he didn't do many works there because they're unbelief. They didn't receive a reward for their faith. Now, we've been trying to do honors reward as a course with the um, ministry team for about three months now. We just battle to get everybody together at the same time. And when we're together, then the TV is stolen or <laughs> it's load shedding or something. We just can't get to it. So I'm not claiming this message as my own. This is, I've extracted it from John Bevere's message, Honor's Reward. Um, because this is where we are in text. But I do think the Lord will speak just a little bit different than he does through John. So the first thing we need to see in Matthew 10, 40 to 20, is it 44? If it's not you that speak, but the spirit of your father that speaks in you, and his brother shall deliver up his brother to death, and his father is, did I write that down nicely? No. And the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. Okay. And he shall be hated of men by the name's sake, but endure at the end. The same shall be saved. But now it's Matthew 40, 10, 40. I think it's Matthew 10. Or is it? Let me quote it for you. I've got, I know it off by heart. If you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you'll receive a prophet's reward. And if you receive a righteous man in the name of a righteous man, you will receive the reward of that righteous man. And if you treat one of these children with honor, you will receive the reward thereof. Rewarding is God's idea. That's God's idea. So, we, there are different categories that we need to honor. The first thing, that if you go to Hebrews 13, put us, give us Hebrews 13, thank you so much, um, is that we've got... We have to honor our leaders. We've got civil leaders, social leaders, we've got church leaders, and we've got family that we need to honor. So in, church, in civil leaders, we're talking about government. How easy is it to honor our governmental leaders? Let's be honest. Huh? Let's, let's be honest. Every time you hit that pothole, you know, this, just honor comes out of your heart. <laughs> it just comes out. No. Um, <laughs> social, that's our boss, our managers, our employer, our teachers, and our coaches. Our homeschooling 
my children, well, they're actually online schooling, and then I sit with them the math, and I ask them, what's the formula? And it's like the teacher hasn't given them the formula. And I'm like, what are they teaching? Why am I paying them? And immediately there's this honor in my heart. It's just a common teacher. Church is the pastors and family, parents, spouse, children. Categories of honor. Let's read that together. Obey them that rule over you and submit to them for they watch in behalf of your souls as that they shall give account that they may do this with joy and not with grief for this were unprofitable for you. Here's the first thing. How does the people over you think about you? Oh, here comes Rustin. Oh, I'm going to run to my office. He's going to go hide in my office. Luckily, I can use you as an example. Thank you. <laughs> but you get people, when you see them at the gate, your heart is like, oh. Or when the phone rings, it's like, Rachel, tell them I'm not available. <laughs> Luckily, I don't do that. But it's an example. Why? Because it sucks the life out of you. It's constantly being challenged, constantly being undermined. Now, if you don't know that feeling, then you're probably the one causing that feeling. <laughs> so who knows that feeling? <laughs> who knows that feeling? Let's just see. It's like... Uh, <laughs> so, so we have to do why because it's profitable for you when people say, Ah, here comes Jody K. Ah, I love Melissa. Ah, it's, it's profitable for you when people view you in that way. It's not very profitable for you when people say, Oh, here comes Benjamin. Yeah, he just drains me of all my life. All the energy. Obey them that rule over you. Because someday you will be in a place where you rule over people. Whether it be just your children or more. You will get into that place and you would have sown a seed that you're going to reap. Okay? And, and I want you to understand that all authority is God from God. But not all authority is godly. Every structure, everything that's put in place is, is from God. Every person in authority is from God. The position is from God. The person inside that position doesn't necessarily always act righteous. As a parent, you know what I'm talking about. Yes? You are a parent. You are in that position of authority. Yet sometimes we fail of being righteous. As a parent, as a spouse, you are in that position. But we all know that we're not perfect spouses either. Okay, so, church leaders, 1 Peter 2.17. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Okay, first of all, honor is not something you do towards people. Honor is that you do towards God in people. Because honor belongs to God. So when, how can I say I honor the Lord and I cannot honor you? Then it's control and manipulation. If I only honor the people that are well-dressed and not the people that are not, it's control and manipulation. If I only honor the elders and not the children, it's control and manipulation. 
If I only honor those that I like and not those that I don't like, it's control and manipulation. Honor all men. Love the brotherhood. Love church. Love the family of God. Honor the family of God. It's not just common people. It's not just common people. I want you to look around. Look to the person next to you and tell him, you're not common. Huh? There's something special about you. Huh? Yes. And if it's your wife, you can give her a kiss. Mas my Okay. So we have to honor ch- church leaders, not for who they are. It's difficult to, to talk about this when you're a church leader. It's, it's, it's kind of difficult to talk about it. So here's the thing. It's not about the person. It's about the position. Do you follow? The traffic officer jumps into the road. Well, they don't jump into the road. They just step into the road and they pull you off. Do you have respect for the man or the badge? You see, it's the badge. It's the position. That position has got all the government behind it. So there's an authority. The person can act like a hooligan. The person can be unrighteous. The person can be um, unfair. Yet the honor goes to the position because God has placed that position there. God has brought that into place. And the same with church Leaders, civil leaders, the same thing. Let's go to Ephesians 6. That's it. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment of promise. This is honor in the home. So I'm speaking to the children first, the younger children. I'm speaking to them first. Honor your mom and dad. Because they're perfect. No. You honor them because God chose them for you. I tell my boys, they are pastor's kids, and sometimes they feel life is unfair because there's, they have to be an example. There's a, there's, a, there's a responsibility on a pastor's kid to be just a little bit more obedient and be an example. Because he comes from the pastor's house. And if the pastor's kids are not, then they say, oh, oh, that pastor doesn't have any control. And then the word of God says, well, first control your own house before you can look after his house. So there's a big responsibility. And then they feel it's unfair. And I say, no, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. What you don't understand is that God is not confused. God gave you to me because he knew you would be able to handle the mantle that's on you. Hello? God gave your children to you, the circumstances, the situations that you work and live in, because he knew that he can, you can, those children can handle the mantle of your household. That's beautiful, isn't it? So you honor your mom and dad because it's God's plan. Now, most of you know my story a little bit about my father, and my father, and just for the record, was a certified psychopath. All right? He was a piece of work. And through a process of forgiveness that God has taken me through, today I can stand in front of you and say, I had the best dad. I had the best dad. Well, how can you have the best dad? He pummeled your mom into hospital. I had the best dad. He pummeled you. The blood came out of your back. 
abused you, neglected you. I had the best father. How come? Because God knew something that he wanted to instill in me. And he knew where to place me. My dad did the right thing the wrong way. Hello? The right thing the wrong way. You know what I'm very good at? Under pressure. I am very good under pressure. When pressure's on in life, when most people just scramble around and they crumble, they don't know which way to go, I'm at my best. I'm calm as a duck. Where did you get, where did you get that? Well, my dad, did grade one, day one, got home. He wrote out all the timetables. He says, 7 o'clock, you will know it. 7 o'clock tonight, you will know it. Come 7 o'clock, they'll ask you, 7 times 7. Get it. 49, boy. Get it. The next day, clock, reading the time. Half an hour, I knew how to read the time. Did my dad do the right thing? Yes. Did he do it the right way? No. He did it with immense pressure. Now, you could hang on to that and say, Oh, yeah, my dad was so... (laughs) I'm so abused. I'm such a victim. Or you can forgive and honor and you start seeing... What God has built into you because of that. Do you honor your parents? Why? Because the honor is to God. He knows what he's doing. God didn't put you in the family that you are by mistake. In the situation that you are by mistake. He had a plan and a purpose to build into you some stuff. That makes sense. Honor your father and your mother. For years, and I want to testify and so we call it uh, uh, confess in the same breath. For years, I had a dishonor towards my mother because my mother was melodramatic. She was very melodramatic. If she get a, got, a, got a headache, she'll end up in hospital. I got a headache. <gasps> So I chose the woman that is the most level-headed person I could find. I, I didn't know what I wanted in a woman, but I knew what I didn't want in a woman. And that's a melodramatic. <laughs> you know? You lied again. You just don't love me anymore. <laughs> I can't handle that. I can't handle that. Mm-hmm. And you know what happened within the first two years of my marriage? My wife started acting like that. (laughs) Why? My darkness invaded her light. My judgment against my mom started bringing something on my wife and I had to go and repent and honor my mom. She died at 40. Maybe she really was a sickly. (laughs) Hello? Hello? Maybe she really was a sickly, but everybody in our family just played it down, played it down, played it down. And she'll say, I'll feel bad. Let's go to the chemist. Stop at the chemist. Her blood pressure will be 240 over 180. You know what the chemist does then? It's like, put you in hospital. And she'll sit in the car. I feel bad. Maybe I must have been in the hospital. <laughs> the doctors are freaking. The nurses are freaking out. Everybody freaking. What's the family doing? Oh, mom's being melodramatic. 
You understand when you walk in a spirit of dishonor towards your parents. Is he said it may be well with you and have a long life. Now that doesn't change when you become adult and it doesn't change when your parents have passed away. It doesn't. You keep on honoring. You find the best in your parents. And if you can't, you start forgiving and you start repenting because you are blinded by the devil. Because no person is that bad or that evil that you cannot see the good in them and the quality that's placed in them. And if here's the thing, this might be offensive to your flesh. It might be offensive because you don't might know my mom. You don't know my dad. You, they was, I promise you, they weren't worse than mine. You know, if we have to have a competition, I think I'll be in the top five. <laughs> so you honor your parents so it'll be well with you. All right? Plant seeds of honor, boys, because one day you want to receive honor. You want to receive honor from your colleagues, your peers, your children, those people around you. There's a reward when I plant those seeds. Okay. Honor your peers. Let's go to Romans 12, verse 9 and 10, please. Okay. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. In the love of the brethren, be tenderly affectionate to one another and honor preferring one another. Just go back for me one verse. The first thing here is I want you to see this is the text that people love to quote out of context in conjunction with another one is test all things. And keep the good. All right? It always starts with a bore which is evil. A bore. Hate that which is evil. All right? This is not a suggestion. This is a command. This is what we need to understand when we say Jesus is not just a mere man. He is Lord. Supreme authority. He commands. We listen. We are his subject. It's not a democracy. It's a kingdom. Have you heard the word kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God, kingdom of his beloved son, kingdom of light? Have you heard those words? It's not a democracy. You can't go to the king and say, let's vote. All right? It doesn't work that way. So I hope that you rule your house, madam, sir, like a kingdom and not a democracy. Children, understand. If your house is a godly house, it will be ruled like a kingdom and not a democracy. And the king of that house is not your dad, it's the Lord. Your dad's the ambassador of that kingdom. So you can't vote about stuff, what you like and don't like. It's not up to you. If we are functioning in a godly place, this doesn't make dad tyrannical. doesn't make him tyrannical. doesn't make a patriarchal system evil or it's uh, um, toxic masculinity. No. We get our image from the, the Lord. I learned to love my wife through the Lord. I learned to love my children and how to work with my children by reading my Bible. Give me an example. Well, when I'm frustrated with my wife, the Lord says to me, so how do you respond to me? I constantly call you into intimacy to come and pray with, come talk to, come invest time with me. And you're constantly saying, I'm too busy. I am too tired. I don't feel like it. How does the Lord react? Turn on his other side and whip himself. No, his arms remain open. 
I'm waiting for you. Okay? So when I want to be, have intimacy with my wife, have conversation with her, want her full attention, go for a cup of coffee, whatever it is, and she can't do that because of other responsibilities, how do I react? You never have time for me. You don't love me. Oh, oh really? Go to the Lord. Let him teach you how to love your wife. That works both ways. Because the Lord never gives up. He never gives up on us. God doesn't scream at me. So I try not to scream at my children. Hello? I try not to. God doesn't frustrate us to the nth degree where we give up hope. Alright? So therefore, we ought not to do that to our children. He says, don't tease them. To a place where they lose it. Don't frustrate them to a place where they lose it. If you ask that of me, then that is exactly what he's doing. So I'm learning to parent from the Lord. I'm learning to husband from the Lord by reading my Bible. Does that make sense? So honor where we now. So be without evil. Cleave to that which is good. Just page over. Thank you. And love the brethren, be tenderly affectionate to one another. Honor, in honoring, preferring one another. Okay. Otherwise, we're saying that I'm better than you. Do it my way. I'll have it my way. It will be happen my way. And I'll start to use people. And when they don't listen to me or cooperate with me, then I get manipulative, angry, withdrawal. Or just not. And you know what's the, the, the worst thing about that? Is that then we think the other person doesn't know that my heart is turned completely. They're not, they're not common people. They're not fools. It's like this and you can pick up when somebody's heart is turned. They can fake it all they want to. You know it. Their heart's not open towards you. There's no honor towards you. You know that in your social circles. You know that in your family, you know wherever you go, you know it at work. When somebody's heart is turned and when a smile is all new sports and weather, how are you? Fine, fine, fine. This is fine. Good seeing you. Yeah, we must get together sometime. Yes. Huh? And then you kind of know, really. Rechtig. You see, people are not daft. You are not daft. You pick up on that. Don't be that guy or girl or lady. Honor people. The low person to the high person. Preferring them. It's difficult. It's a challenge. Just put me a little bit softer here, please. The mic is giving you some problems today. It's jumping around. Romans, that was Romans 12. Okay. Honor entrusted ones. 1 Peter 5. 1 Peter 5. Let's go to 1 Peter 5. Thank you. The elders, therefore, among you, I exhort you and your fellow elders and witness and sufferings of Christ, whom also are partakers of the glory that you shall be revealed. Okay? Tend the flock of God, which is amongst you. Exercise oversight, not of constraint, but of willingly according to the will of God, not yet for the Filthy, lu, lu, I don't know how to pronounce that word. 
all the English people can help me, but of a ready mind. So what he's saying is tend to the flock. Those people that are entrusted to you. Okay, for a pastor and elders, it's the congregation. For a manager, it's the people underneath them. For parents, it's the children in their house. It's the gardener that works for you. Honor them. You have to honor them. You see, honor is not, it's up, it's horizontal, and it's down. The minute I come to a place where I've got no honor for the people beneath me, the people entrusted to me, I become tyrannical. Now we know how that feels. We live in a, without being dishonorable, in a country where leadership is not necessarily walking in honor and righteousness towards the citizens of that country. How does that make you feel? It makes you feel frustrated. It makes you feel that being taken advantage of. There's an honor that we should have downwards, that those people are valuable. There's no junior Holy Spirit. You know that. There's no junior Holy Spirit. So it doesn't matter whether you're the boss, the parent, or the gardener, the child. It's the same Holy Spirit that indwells the children of God. All people were made in His image, not just some. It's difficult to honor when there is dishonor, am I right? Coming from, but we must walk in that because there's a reward. There's a reward. There's honor's reward that lies there. You see, how many times we've prayed for people and they weren't healed? What I see in this text is, Wilco, go look in your heart. Go look in your heart. Are you walking in honor? Because the healing doesn't come. It's not because God is, there's something wrong with God. There's something wrong with me. Not something wrong with the person receiving it. There's something wrong with me. No, they don't have enough faith. No, no. Just by saying that, there's dishonor and disdain towards that person. Can you hear that? It's when I am in that place where I'm honorable towards them, treating them in that specific way. Husbands, honor your wives. This is not a popular scripture. We normally like it the other way. Normally it says, husbands, love your wives. Wives, honor your husbands. Husbands, honor your wives. 1 Peter 3, 17. Your husbands, in like manner, dwell with your wives according to knowledge, giving honor unto the woman. Honor your wife. Gentlemen, this one hits hard, Neti, so. Honor your wife. Is put her in a place of reverence. Scripture says, the crown of a man is the glory of his wife. To the crown that a man wears, you want to see if it's a good man? Just look at his wife. If she is downtrodden, if she is negative and depressed, it tells me about you as a man. If she's lifted up and she's blossoming and she's enthusiastic and friendly, 
it tells me about the man. Because the man is calling the good out of her. The man is treating her with dignity and with worthiness. He's washing her with the word. He's speaking life over. He's empowering. He's lifting up. He's encouraging her. He's helping her come past the places where she struggles. Yeah, but this husbands in like manner dwell with your wives according to knowledge, giving honor unto the woman as unto the weaker vessel. Weaker doesn't mean lesser. Women are not as strong as men. Okay? You want to have a competition? Let's go CrossFit. You will see. Right? Just it's easy as that. It's not the same. We aren't the same. And we must stop buying into the leftist world spirit agenda that men and women are the same. We're not the same. God didn't create us the same. He took woman out of man. There's something feminine in woman, and there's something masculine in man. It's XXXY chromosomes. We are not the same. We don't think about things the same. We don't act the same. We don't handle things the same. But it doesn't make her lesser and you more, sir. It makes you stronger and different. Different in purpose, equal in value. Different in purpose, equal in value. So her boundaries and her feelings and her emotions are just as important as yours. They're not more important. They are just as important. They're not less important. They are just as important. So if I've got boundaries... And you step, when are, the, when are you allowed to cross somebody's boundaries? When, when is the right situation, conditions to cross somebody's boundaries? Never. It's easy. If he doesn't like to be touched, when am I allowed to touch him? Under what conditions am I allowed to touch him? It's his boundary. If he says no, it's no. If she says no, it is no. If she says, I don't want to, then I don't want to. The same as my boundaries. Please leave me alone. I'm angry. Please leave. I want to. That's my boundaries. It has to be respected. You have to honor. Honor your wife. I've got a good wife, so it's very easy to honor her. Because she does all the stuff, and I just don't know how she does all the stuff that she does at the same time. I just don't know how she gets it right. It gets it, it. It just boggles my mind. And then Psalm 127, verse three. This is the one for parents. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is a reward. Is a reward. Is a reward. There's a reward. Children are a reward. God wants you to honor that. He wants you to honor your children. Not spoil them. They can't have everything their eyes desire. That's not parenting. That's spoiling. The word spoil, if you go look in the, in the dictionary, it describes a rotten fruit lying on the ground. Useful for nothing. Nothing. You see, when we give our kids every single thing they want, okay, we spoil them. The biggest thing that children need 
Listen carefully. The most important thing that children need is to see a man love his wife, honor her, and a, fa- a wife love and honor her husband. They need to see that that's the primary relationship. That it revolves around that relationship. That is the building block of society. Not, oh, my baby, baby, boy. No, son. My job is to show you how to love my wife. When you grow up, you're going to show your children how to love their wives by loving your wife, the love where I loved my wife. And I learned to love my wife by how God loves me. If we twist it and it becomes all about the child, we are spoiling the child. You're making that child think that he's entitled to things, him or her, that he's entitled to everything in, the, in life, that everything is going to come on a platter to them. Children, if you think that's the world around, around you, you need to catch a very lovingly wake up. Okay? Because out there in that world, you will work for what you want. And no one is going to come with a tray full of, oh, you can have this and have this and have this. You will work. And if you're not willing to work, you will get nowhere. You see, there's a challenge to parents in honoring their children, loving their kids, but showing them exactly what is the most important relationship, and that's marriage. So whatever I've shared this morning, you are not allowed to use as a whip with, to your spouse or to your children or to your parents. You're not allowed because that's dishonoring. You look in the mirror for you. Where am I lacking honor towards others? And I make the change in me. I don't go to my spouse or my children or my parent and command that they honor me because that's dishonorable. That is a twisting of the word. Honor starts with me. It's a matter of my heart. I cannot enforce honor. I can only evoke it. I can, how do I evoke it? I honor. I start honoring people. There's a reward. Jesus couldn't do many miracles in that place because of their lack of faith, their lack of honor towards him, because they didn't believe that he was God. He was just a common person, a common man. If we, you and I are battling to receive from the Lord, and receiving stuff happening in our lives and our prayers be resistant. It's so much so that God says, I will withstand your prayer, husband, if you mistreat your wife. Does that make sense? God loves honor. 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 Look at people and start seeing the image of God in them. Start seeing the potential in them, speaking that potential, calling that potential out. And one of my faults as a pastor is that I, I think I ask too little of congregation members. Rather than saying, but you know what, there's a gifting in you, stand up. It's difficult because your heart must be right, that it's not a tool to manipulate people, to fit your program, your vision, your agenda.
but for the development of that person. God wants you to honor people, treat them with so much endearment and see the value in them. Just see the value in them and start calling that value out. When people step over your boundaries, you are allowed to say no. You are stepping over my boundary. And your freedom to speech or freedom to express your emotion is never, ever a reason to cross somebody's boundary. Never. You have to honor that person. Otherwise, it's called, in plain English, rape. You're stepping across their boundaries. Does that make sense? It's not a heavy word. It's a good word. I'm excited when I share this word. Why? Because there's a reward. We get honor right. We get, he we get heaven's reward. Do you follow that? We get honor right. We get heaven's reward. So I'm excited about it. But we need to understand that when we look in the mirror that sometimes we are not getting honor right. Or am I the only person? Okay, so there's a reality check here. Let's close our eyes and we pray together. Father, thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you that we can come to you and know that you are a rewarder of those that seek you. Lord, and as we pray, I want to close the service. Would you open your hands and I'll bless you. Father, thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your reward that lies within honor. Come teach us to honor, Lord. Come teach us to, to walk in honor so we can see the fruit of our faith. Come come into reality. I bless your children, Lord, this morning with a heart of honor, with a heart of understanding. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Let's go have some coffee. You are high and lifted